You guys were talking earlier, big news before we get into the main event. Very unpleasantly surprised to hear that there's going to be a new Harry Potter adaption. Yeah, oh. Cam and I were just talking about it. I had no idea that was even in the works. A uh, TV series, and of course, in typical studio fashion, they've already started to lay out their 10-year plan each uh, I'm assuming seven seasons. Each season will be a book. And new cast and presumably new sets and design and everything. So it'll be a strange adjustment. If it, I have a feeling it might not end up coming to fruition, but we'll see. I mean, I hate to say I, my fingers crossed are that it doesn't. I yeah. just, to me, it just seems, it, yeah, it's way too soon. I feel like it's sort of... You know, once that's out and out there, will sort of diminish the movies and the, and that cast. Um, yeah, why mess with perfection? That was such a great yeah. story. It was told so beautifully on screen. Now, yeah, I don't know if this was an official thing or where I even heard this, but apparently they're aiming to be like more quote unquote accurate. Well, that's books. that's the big draw, and that's like, and I've seen mostly negative but some surprisingly positive comments online hmm. about this and it's a, it's from that the, those people with that point of view of like oh this is going to be a much more faithful adaption of the stories mm. and blah 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 and but, I'm like yeah. does it really need to be i'm like when when i don't know when it became a rule that like an adaption of a book has to be point by point now with series being so huge i think people are have an expectation that. of that i don't know i think those movies are perfect and great adaptions and they really only left stuff out for the most part uh, for time for time but they didn't really change a lot uh, towards the end it got a little yeah I, I mean personally I actually like the way the final battle was mm. handled in the movies better yeah. better than the books to be honest yeah I mean as I, much as I love the books I remember it being fairly similar but I guess it's a little bit more action-packed do you think it's kind of a cash grab or maybe Harry Potter I mean, is not mm. in, you know, everyone's kind of mainstream thinking anymore, so they're trying to bring it back? Well, I think part of it is the failure of the last series that they tried to do, the Fantastic Beast. Beyond that, I think they're struggling to find Harry Potter content to make, so they just decided to go back to the series idea. I'm like, well, I think, I think the mistake with Fantastic Beast was, I, that, I thought that was fine as a one-off telling mm. one of those sort of different stories yeah, in the Harry I liked Potter the first lore. One. I thought it was pretty good. And they did that, but they should have left, they should have left it as that. Instead, they tried to they tried to milk it into in this prequel and then it yeah. fell apart, which surprise, surprise. To me, the best thing you can do with Harry Potter is a new adventure with mm. the original cast having to come back together. If they can come up with a great hook and story, and I know they sort of did that in the in Cursed Child. In, in yeah, the Cursed I, Child. I've but. heard. I haven't read or seen Cursed Child, but I've heard it's not that great. Uh, but I mean, anything if just to have something to go off of to get the original cast back or come up with something. Something new. new. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, that is not what we're here to talk about. No, absolutely not. We're here to talk about something much more positive, which is Dungeons, Dungeons and, and Dragons. Dragons Honor Among Oh, the yeah, Dragons. I guess there is a subtitle. I was just been calling it Dungeons and Dragons, but yeah. Well, we have to differentiate because there were other Dungeons and Dragons were, movies yeah. apparently before. Yes, yes there were. So. Really bad. I've seen, I haven't seen them in full, but I've seen parts of them and not. From a different era of genre filmmaking, I think. So, what are your guys' thoughts? Looking at the trailers, I thought it looked 
fun, mm. and it was fun. Yeah, I have to agree. I from the very first trailer, I was surprised at how great everything looked, just in terms of the effects and the direction that they seemed to be going with the story. It, it lived up to the those expectations. I loved it, and I thought it was really, really good. But I have a couple of friends who had gone to see it after me and are now saying like, "Oh, I don't really get the hype," and so I I don't want to like hype it up too much. If you had given this script to maybe like Michael Bay or something, it might he might have done something terrible with it but I think it's just the combination of the great cast and tons of effort put in across the board from the effects and cinematography and uh, story writing and jokes and everything that it just all came together really well and just a fun action adventure comedy kind of thing. I completely agree. Uh, my Dungeons and Dragons knowledge is very limited to pretty much Stranger Things. It's, you know, Demogorgons. That's yeah. about <laughs> all I know about Dungeons and Dragons. So I went into it with a very open mind and was very pleasantly surprised. It was a fun, light action movie. I thought the scenes, the action scenes were fantastic. Mm. Can't mention the cast. I thought the cast was phenomenal. I really enjoyed it. And I think hopefully they'll make a sequel or some I know, more yeah. Fair for us, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely sequel worthy. And I thought they struck the perfect tone hmm. for people who aren't into Dungeons and Dragons or fantasy movies to enjoy this. You know, it's almost like making that sci-fi movie that can be enjoyed even by people that don't like sci-fi. Right. And they did that perfectly here. Again, like, yeah, cast was great. Put a, Pull out a few folks here, obviously. Chris Pine is, you know, he's always good. Michelle Rodriguez. I mean, I felt like this was like a not typical character for her. Yeah, play. I mean, well, she's played is, a tough guy it, before, right, but a tough, not a uh, not, not in, in this way. Yeah, this we'll way. get into yeah. that. I like that. Jen, who were your standouts? I really liked Sophia Lillis. Um, mm, yeah, she was probably my favorite character. Yeah, like she was great in It, and we saw her again in that Netflix show that they canceled on us. Mm. Um, what was it called? I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay she with this. Yeah, yeah, that one kind of ended very abruptly. We were very sad about that, but she was fantastic in both, and I thought she did a great job in this <clears> movie as well. And I'm going to butcher his name, but J. Jean Page was from mm. Bridgerton who was smoking in Bridgerton. <laughs> and it was really funny to see him in this role as this, like, staunch, like, do-gooder character. Huh. Like, like basically a giant dork. Like, he was just only in it for the, you know, the good fight and right. the truth. And he didn't vary at all. And it was just very different from the role that he played in Bridgerton. So I really hmm. enjoyed that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with Bridgerton. And then the evil Sophina... Jen, you discovered a fun fact about her. I did. So Daisy Head is the daughter of Anthony Head, who was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Huh. That's funny. <laughs> My favorite show of all time, if I had to pick one. Mm. And we can't forget Hugh Grant, who I think stole some scenes yeah. in this movie. Yeah, like, really... Hugh Grant is always at be- his best when he plays Hugh Grant. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> seems like uh, not a lot of acting. Uh, so but, true. But he was perfect in this self-deprecating kind of... Double-crossing Double-crossing... Uh, yeah, he was he was excellent. So cast was great. Getting a little deeper into it, they obviously started this movie. You know, no one's familiar with this world. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a Dungeons and Dragons mm. guy, so I don't know how close if any of these characters are actual characters from Dungeons and Dragons or any of the milieus or locations or anything are from like directly from the game or whatever. But obviously, they had a lot of exposition or just backstory to fill in and right. I thought structurally they did a really nice job of okay we got a lot of information to catch people up on so they can get into mm. the story and they boom they moved from scene to scene and they cleverly used flashbacks and I thought did a lot of nice stuff in the first 
20, 25 mm-hmm. minutes of the movie to get you set up without wearing you out and right. making it fun along the yeah. way with some of the jokes and stuff. And then, boom, we're off and running. Yeah, well, it's funny you bring that backstory up because there's a whole, like, another layer to that. If you do know D&D, I mean, I've played a ton of D&D back in middle school and high school. But I am familiar with the... Lore and stuff. So I was curious whether they were going to do just a totally original world or if they were going to draw from that existing lore. The setting and stuff was all stuff from the game that they've been developing. Uh, and what was great about that opening scene was it was almost like it was D&D players waiting for the last player to show up. Okay, and so okay. the kind of overly performative player is now going on and on about his overly complex backstory okay, that okay. he's made for his character. And finally, once the last player arrives, that's when the story gets started. So oh, there, oh, that's interesting. there was a lot of little nods to D, not only D&D lore, which they, they the setting is from that. I assume a lot of the races and creatures right, and things all of like this, that. Uh, and a lot of the locations are kind of very famous. Like Baldur's okay. Gate, Neverwinter are all um, fairly well known. But the thing that's great about D&D is that it's so generic, it, it doesn't really even okay. matter. It's like you can just go into it and pretty much know what you're getting into. I did read something online that the directors had hired somebody or had somebody that was part of the production crew that was an expert on Dungeons and Dragons and helped them through a lot of the spots. And I think they went more for the creative film version over like the rules and regulations Mm. of an actual D&D game. Mm. But I think that really resounded well with audiences anyway, so... (laughs) Well, I was wondering throughout the entire movie, is this going to turn out to be a group of friends? Like, they're going to go into the real world and it's going to be all the characters playing their, you know, roles. But I was glad that they just went, it was just a straight, like, adventure in that setting. And it's a great way to just make it as fun and uh, with great special effects. And the action was awesome. Uh, So I think it was just a great direction to go in, I thought. Yeah, just going back to, we've had a bunch of discussions about special effects with recent Marvel movies, mm. etc., and like that's the one thing that struck me. Like, I, I, I don't have the eye for it, obviously, that you do, but um, everything struck me as everything they tried to do worked. Everything seemed very consistent, right. um, and it was a good mix of. It wasn't, you know, all green screen. Right, there was a, a lot, lot of live action stuff, yeah. and a lot of great locations, which helps. Mm. The cemetery scene. Oh, my yeah. favorite. That was hilarious. Oh, that was probably one of the best scenes. You know it kind of reminded me a little bit of was like a Monty Python thing. Yeah. Like that kind of slapstick, oh, yeah, a little bit of the humor yeah. and kind of like, I don't know, I really... Oh, yeah, yeah. the whole movie was very Monty Python-esque. Uh, that's another uh, great reference. That whole... There was a lot of different items that they had to get, obviously. That's a, that's another D&D trope, like the whatever, like the bag of keeping or the book of remembering or, yeah, yeah, or that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. But they always have very specific rules like, oh, you can use this spell to raise the dead and he'll answer five questions. And everyone's like, well, why is it five questions? That's something that, uh, it's just how the, the game works. <laughs> but then to, to have them have to keep going over and over again, that was hilarious. That was great. And we got mini Bradley Cooper mm. cameo. Oh, that was, that was such a great surprise. <laughs> well, I kept waiting for them to do kind of an obvious, like I thought Vin Diesel was going to show up because he's famously a huge D&D nerd. Oh, I didn't know that. And, and uh, he's obviously friends with Michelle Rodriguez from the Fast and Furious yeah. movies there. So I, I thought, what kind of cameos are they going to do or references? I, I feel like a lot of people would want to be in the D&D movie. And then it was 
of all people, Bradley Cooper. And and he did a great job playing this kind of, like, kind of ridiculous character, like just a little halfling uh, hobbit, kind of, <laughs> who uh, was the ex-boyfriend of Michelle Rodriguez's character. Great. And then, so we moved along this movie, and it, and it was great. Like, I mean, not every one-liner hit or whatever else, mm. but, um, but then, surprisingly, at the climax, I thought it got really... Like effectively right, emotional, yeah, I was like getting a little misty at the the little last scene. There is kind of an emotional sort of loss mm. kind of situation at the end that wasn't exactly groundbreaking. It's been done, oh, yeah, it's yeah. been done before, but it was they did it really well and it worked. Thought it had great emotional resonance toward the end, and then just sort of the the looking forward of this kind of band of misfits kind mm. of continuing on. Uh, yeah, they it wrapped it up very nice. Yeah, well, the two moments that really had any serious, well, not any like uh, the most serious weight was at the end, and then all, then the Bradley Cooper cameo was really like that. He played that so straight, like mm. oh, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, they had their deep conversation. It was like watching Doctor Phil. Yeah, it was like, like for, it, for a minute. It like, totally switched from like super quippy to like genuine, super up to date, like discussions of like you know relationships and psychological right, terms right. and stuff and i was like oh my god well that, that's what's funny dad was complaining why are they talking like modern day people well it's either they're playing a game of D D or uh, you know uh, whatever but it doesn't really it doesn't matter that that's the beauty of that setting is it like you don't have to be super serious exactly i think that was a definite choice and again relates to that whole okay we're gonna do this and we're gonna go for it with all the monsters and everything else but how can we make it as you know relatable as possible right. to, the, to the average casual moviegoer? In a lot of ways, very well. Actually, it's almost identical to Guardians of the Galaxy if you think about yes, it. Yes, in really, the same way. Yeah. A lot of similar characters. Um, I actually thought that Chris Pine's character reminded me of Chris Pratt when mm. I was watching it. That was one of the things I thought of. And that same way that James Gunn took a super sci-fi yeah, cosmic concept and made it so relatable. Yeah, yeah overall. Just a very enjoyable. If, if you have any trepidation about going to see it because you're not a fantasy or D and D person, it's if you like any kind of action or any kind of speculative content in your in your film watching, then you'll yeah, definitely enjoy it. It's so fun. I feel like you have a hard time not enjoying yeah. it. Uh, even one of my friends who's normally super picky, he loved he loved it. I think it, you'd have to like really dislike this kind of film to not at least appreciate it. Only so. a, like remotely negatives for me. I do. Remember, there was like. Um, you know, there was each one of those little vignettes. Okay, we went from here, and now we have to go mm. here, and now we have to go. There was like, there was one point, maybe a little past halfway of the movie, I was like, okay, okay, we're doing, we're doing. There's another one, right? Well, yeah, that's kind of a D and D thing too. Yeah, oh, is that? Is that yeah. Mm. So there was a lot of vignettes when, and when I thought we were, there was one point where I thought we were heading to the, to the uh, finale, and right, still yeah, another, another segment, uh, yeah. so in you know, in, in sort of from a whatever pacing structure structural standpoint. Uh, you know, I had a moment or two of fatigue. A mm. little past. It was pretty long. Point. It was yeah, like it was two over, and a half. Two fourteen, I think. Yeah, wow. Yeah. But uh, but other than that, yeah, I mean, that's a very minor um, nitpick. I love that segment at the end, the heist where they're using the the hither thither staff to like teleport into the um, carriage. There, I thought that was awesome. Mm. Yeah, a lot of really the characters in the mirror. They're half yeah. in, yeah. half out of the. <laughs> it's funny. As as that was, yeah, to have it moving and they're in a still spot. That was cool. Then the fat dragon was hilarious too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he was rolling well. around, just kind of using the gravity to slide down. That was fun. But yeah, overall, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves was quite enjoyable. Any final thoughts? I hope they do a sequel. 
Yeah, I'd definitely be down for a sequel. Yeah, endless potential. Same. Either with that, I would hope the same cast, but uh, you know. You but I think you whatever. could easily work in a few new or oh, different yeah, you people, could do new characters, uh, or you could do like a side series, a prequel. You could do all sorts of stuff. So yeah, I just want to see more of this world. Definitely. No, I was um, not really sure what to expect when I went along to the movies for this. It wasn't really anything I was that <laughs> mm. interested in seeing. Very pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed myself, and um, I do encourage anybody, even just for the humor of it. Like, mm. it was lighthearted. It was fun. It wasn't yeah. too entrenched on the D&D that I could see. I mean, anybody could go mm. and see this movie and enjoy it. Absolutely. All right, so that's a wrap on Dungeons & Dragons. We've got some big stuff Coming. Guardians, yeah. Well, Guardians. actually, and some smaller stuff, too. I'm excited for the Pope's Exorcist. That comes out today. And then, oh, yeah. Um, something else. Oh, Renfield. Oh, yeah, I want to see that as well, too. I, I still can't figure out exactly yeah. what... Well, I mean, I guess I sort of can figure out what it's about, but it's it's uh, it's interesting. The trailer looks fun. Um, no, no, I still have to see the Mario movie. But I have a feeling oh. that's going to be in the theater for eight gazillion years. So. Probably, yeah. That looks good, though, too. <laughs> Yeah, but Guardians, uh, Secret Invasion, I'm super psyched mm. for. Uh, the Marvels trailer came out. Uh, it looks like it got like trailer bombed. Yeah, if that's a that's thing, awesome. which is unfortunate. I like that. Uh, I thought, I thought the trailer good, was yeah. fine. You know, uh, so looking forward to that. And one last shout out: if you haven't watched Lockwood and Co., mm. watch it. You'll like it way better than than a than a rehash of Harry Potter. I know, really. So. All right. All right. I guess uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Thank you.